Welcome to Remember When. I remember I was at his house. I, I can remember specifically. Do you recall uh, when you got yours? Remember when they played that? Remember I remember that. that. Basic. I remember yep. that. Then I remember, um, still remember. I remember us. And I remember, I remember that. I remember, I remember, but, I remember uh, that. Uh, I remember that. Is he, he was a star when he was eating uh, a bologna sandwich at a truck stop. Guns N' Roses versions of White Christmas. That's not a thing. <laughs> Have you heard Guns N' Roses White Christmas? I remember um, you felt horrible. And I was, that was a I real happy. No. And, and he's performing like 200 dates a year. <laughs> I mean, hair metal needed to die when it died. Wasn't Bad. there a, a Steve? Wasn't there something with a dog? Break down really quick. Warren Cherry Pie versus versus uh, GNR. Uh, uh, Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One, two, three, four. My sister got lucky. Married a yuppie. Took him for all he was worth Now she's a singer Dating a swinger I can't decide which is worse But not me, baby I got you to save me Ah, you're so bad Best thing I ever had In a world gone mad You're so bad Alright, welcome everyone to Remember When on that note I think we got a theme in store this week what is going on, Steve Fisher? Ah, I've been uh, enjoying, looking forward to this podcast with our special guest that you'll uh, you can introduce here, Scott. But this is I'm probably as excited for this podcast as any we've done. No, I agree with you, no question. This is one that's been on the list for a while, just figuring out how to get it. And we are going to do a another album showdown. We always say we need to have three people to make this fair to have any tiebreakers uh we're gonna go album for album for some tom El- tom petty albums which we'll talk about here shortly and our special guest is our really all-around well-rounded contributor to the show welcome back mr art fader what's going on man not much what's going on with you guys going great man we're glad to have you we talked some petty we've been excited we're trying to figure out how to do this one we thought uh you'd be a great candidate to come in here and discuss uh really a couple of the uh really staple albums of our high school and really it was the uh resurgence of the tom petty career in my opinion um full moon fever versus into the great wide open uh, before we get going here, what what are some initial thoughts from you, Art, on these albums? You know, I I like these albums. The fact that they were like real time, like that they, they came out when we were in in school. They weren't like you know all of our music was classic rock music, right? That we listened to that came out yep. you know twenty years before we were even alive, <laughs> you know, or why we were born or whatever, yeah. you know. And uh, this was coming out right when we were in the thick of it, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, no question. And um, yeah, these 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 albums really uh, hit home on for me. I mean, this is again right in that area where we were freshman year of high schools when Full Moon Fever had come out into the great wide open. You know, we just turned sixteen. Driver's license. We've talked about that. Um, probably my two favorite Petty albums. Uh, a little bit different. But um, just brings back so many, so many great albums, and we're going to get into kind of the, the style and so forth. Fish, what what are your kind of your initial thoughts on these ones? Yeah, I loved what Fader said that we there weren't a lot a lot of the albums we liked, and a lot of even what today would be considered classic, at least from quote unquote classic rockers. They all happened before we were alive or of you know of any uh, age of significance. But uh, these were two that uh, were right in our sweet spot, and love both these albums um not to give anything away but uh we the three of us have had a long text conversation about these albums and and there's one of them that i felt was uh far and away uh my my personal uh favorite Mm -hmm. but as we kind of debated back and forth and this will play out hopefully in the podcast not as not as clear cut near not anywhere nearly as clear cut as i was thinking I agree with you. I, I hadn't listened to really the whole albums for either one of these uh, in quite some time, and um, really getting into it. I mean, I think I think one of you or both of you said I, I don't I don't know if there's a bad song on any one of these albums. Yeah. What I like too is um, what do we say? Twelve tracks on each. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be great song for song. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tom Petty. You know, I think. I, I would put him in top five of one of my favorites. And I think it's just what well, you guys said. You had the classic rock roots and so forth, which we liked. But he was also a mainstream artist, and he was still very relevant in our yeah. youth. Um, the other thing is that makes it unique is, you know, I think we've talked a little bit is um, about greatest hits albums, how you would kind of get into the album. One of the things to make this pretty unique, too, is these were – these were mainstream albums out there that you were hearing these on mainstream radio, but there weren't a lot of albums real time that you would just listen uh, to the whole album. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like you get your greatest hits or a few songs you'd hear off the radio, but these songs I distinctively just remember listening the tape version and then eventually CD where we would just go on and on and repeat the whole album. And they weren't greatest hits albums. It was just, and, and in my opinion, if you listen to these, you, this is just opinions, guys. That's why we do these things. Any one of these songs on any one of these albums, as far as I'm concerned, it's a greatest hit song. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's because I've heard it multiple times, but there's not a lot of faults in either one of these albums, guys. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I love these albums front to, you know, one to 12, both of them. You know, and, and that includes Zombie Zoo, as we talked about, was kind of a, not not a great yeah. song. And Teddy <laughs> kind of hates it, or did hate it, but you know, it's not an awful song. You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know, we were talking a little bit before this about just albums, like in general, and you know, I, I could probably come up with at least half a dozen uh, like albums that I like. You know, one through the end. You know, and and then, but usually an album has. Yep one or two kind of misses on it. You know, I mean, even your really good albums have, you know, that, but these don't have that at all. And, uh, and the cool thing is too, is like you said, so, so Full Moon Fever comes out at 89 into the great wide open comes out in 91 and then greatest hits came out in 93, which had new material on it. Yep. And, uh, yep. also, you know, just kind of revisit some of the older stuff. 
uh, you know, it wasn't very often that we could get excited for new releases or had to wait for new releases. We, we were yeah, buying yep. music, but it was always just, you know, hey, we got some extra money. So now I'm going to go buy this album that was out, you know, in 1976, you know, and, and I right. just don't I don't have it yet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So these were ones that were like, man, it's coming out, you know, like soon. Like it has, it's not out yet. It's that was a, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was. I wanted to ask you guys because Full Moon Fever. I don't know exactly when I got that uh, into the Great Wide Open. I remember getting soon after. Like I was aware, just like you said, Fader. And then uh, we were freshmen in college when Greatest Hits came out. I remember walking to the record store that morning and picking that up on CD, which was a big change for me when I got to college. But um, yeah, these these were anticipated albums. Do you guys remember? I had I had the other I had uh, Full Moon Fever and Into the Great Wide Open both on tape. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, me too. And Full Moon Fever for me was because of you and because of wrestling. Really, okay. I mean, uh, I, uh, so okay. like I won't back down. I love that song, and so then that was like, oh mm-hmm. man, you know. So you get looking into it, and then you get the album because that's just what you did. And the next thing you know, it's like I love the entire album. Hmm. Yeah, Fish, you you introduced me to the uh, Full Moon Fever as well. I remember we were on a bus, and I don't know if we were – I was think, trying to think about this day, why we were on a bus. Yeah. I want to say we were going on a field trip or something our freshman year. And I remember you had that tape. I thought the album cover, obviously, was awesome. Yeah. And uh, Full Moon Fever. And I remember you had that tape, and, and you had introduced me to it. And, um, you know, obviously, you had a lot of hits off that, um, and, and it just kind of – took off from there but you know what's interesting with patty um too and i think we can get into this maybe this is a good time is i don't i think you know before this album obviously it was kind of a transition from the wilburys i'll let you guys elaborate a little bit on that but petty i think was kind of in a slump in his career i mean if you look really i mean he had those hits in the 70s he had damn the torpedoes and so forth but you know he, he had he had um uh, you've done a little bit on the MTV scene, you know, who, who can't, you know, don't come around here no more with the Alice in Wonderland. That was kind of a famous video. But other than that, I think he had kind of hit a stall in his career. And then the Wilburys came, which I think is probably a good time to let you guys talk about that. And then that kind of led into this thing. And, and there's some pretty cool stories about how Full Moon Fever really got launched, yeah. you know? Yeah, I can I can get into that a little bit um, if you want. Because you're, you're exactly right. The, the, not, not just Petty, but the Heartbreakers kind of stalled. Have you guys seen the, uh, the uh, documentary Running Down a Dream? I have not watched it yet. No, have you, Fader? I haven't seen it all. No, I started it, but then I, I never got a chance to finish oh, it. Oh, because it's it's one of the best documentaries I've seen. There's an accompanying book I read too. Um, and uh, anyway, it tells this story that uh, part of it was drugs, and just the creative juices had largely dried up. Um, Petty took the 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 heartbreakers on the road as the backup band for Dylan. Um, and if you read about the band's history, Petty and Campbell, uh, goes back to day, day one, basically, uh, always, always together on all music. Uh, the other, the other heartbreakers, I think always had some, uh, some disagreements with him on different things, especially Stan Lynch, which eventually left to him leaving the band. Um, but you're exactly right. Wood, they were, they were really stalled out and just kind of, they put out, uh, let me out, uh, let me up. I've had enough. Uh, one or two other albums that, like, just like you said, after yeah. don't come around here no more. I don't think they had any big hits. And um, 
there's uh, so they they put together um, they they put together. In fact, let me read. There's a book called uh, Tom Petty Conversations with Tom Petty by Paul Zolo, and I'll just read a little bit about the inception of of uh, Full Moon Fever. He says, "I showed Jeff, and that's Jeff Lynn." Mm-hmm. So he says, "I showed Jeff one night. I had written the song You're So Bad." Uh, we just heard a great yep. cover version of that, actually. Um, but there was one little bit in the B section where I didn't know where to go. He showed me the E minor chord. I, I'm skipping a few parts here. He said, that's great. I was so elated because I'd been working on the song for days. Couldn't get from the verse to the chorus somehow. And he showed me a little bit. And they said, great. Yep. Will you produce this? And he, should, and he said, sure, let's do it. And he said, where should we record it? And Mike had the studio. Mike Campbell had the studio in his house. And Jeff said he much preferred working in, in houses than studios. In fact, the, the name of Full Moon Fever was going to be Songs from the Garage or something like that, and they, they changed it. Uh, and then Jeff came back the next day. We hadn't listened to this. We hadn't gone to Mike's yet, and that evening we wrote yep. full, uh, Free Falling. Yeah. And that was and that, <laughs> so, okay, what do you, hey, let's put Free Falling together. What are we talking 30 plus years later, right? It's still a huge hit. And that was a pretty big rush. And then he left, and I wrote the last verse about Mulholland and all that. And so he came back the next day. I showed him that I had finished the song, and he was really jazzed and said, let's go record. And then from there, it really led into the recording of Full Moon Fever. In fact, in this book, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, if I was reading an article similar, to it, 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 not the book part, but I, I read a late lead into that because I, I just read an article of uh, Jeff Lynn's influence, and we'll get into Jeff Lynn in a minute, but uh, his influence on Petty. And um, one of the things that's kind of funny is this is all kind of after the Wilburys when they wrote those two songs. Actually, actually, Petty, actually the, the Wilburys album was released after that. I think they were playing around together, but there's a, right. a twist there uh, with the, with the two albums. But go ahead, go ahead. No, what I was going to say is after they wrote those two songs in a matter of a couple of days, the plan was not to have an no. album, at least in Lynn's mind, <laughs> because the, he was basically just helping them. And then Petty's like, well, let's let's start going with the album. Yep. And, and and Lynn's like, what are you talking about? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, now he's like, okay, now, now we're going to do an album, you know, and they just wrote a couple songs. Yeah, because Lynn had, Lynn, Lynn was heading back to England uh, to work or, right. and so, yeah, right. so Petty convinced him to to delay his flight by a week or something and said we'll write and record one song a day which they almost did they read they were they uh he recorded with Cam- petty and campbell recorded a supple a couple songs after lynn uh was was back in england and um and they thought it was done of course in hindsight petty came out with some other solo albums but there was no precedent for this i i've never read this but you have to wonder did lynn feel uncomfortable right you're kind of like hey come record with me i'm i'm not telling my band about this which he wasn't really clear in this book he talks about he he knew that there was some frustration with the other heartbreakers um he didn't really i don't think pursue them or anything uh he did offer some they played on it a little bit there's a famous song with howie the bass player at the time um didn't want to play in free fall and he didn't like the song petty talks about that in the documentary you can feel yeah you can feel the emotion uh when he did that so uh they, they they put the album together they turned it into mca and mca said no thanks there's no single on this album and it sat there what? yeah yeah so they, they brought it to mca uh they said no and um it just kind of sat there and that's when petty uh then when the wilburys uh went and recorded their first album um petty in the book goes on to say that by the time they finished that he went back to mca uh the upper brass had changed over and they were like wow this sounds great and then they put it out hmm. yeah interesting 
No, it's pretty amazing. You know, the whole, uh, um, you know, with the Wilburys, um, obviously, uh, George Harrison, Roy Oberson, uh, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, and, and Jeff Lynne, um, you know, that's a great album for anyone that hasn't listened to the volume one. Um, the, the second one was, uh, they called it volume three. I think yeah. that's a joke. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, they, um, you know, the other thing is, I don't know if anyone realizes that Petty and uh, Lynn also wrote You Got It <laughs> for Roy Horbison that kind of took that, that number one hit. Uh, I don't know if it was number one, but it was kind of a, you know, that song, You Got It. They yep. wrote that song, those two. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. And I just read that in that article. Uh, amazing. You know, there was just so much collaboration going on, you know. Yeah, there's a there's a chance encounter. I think he talks about this documentary in this book. There's a chance encounter before Full Moon Fever where Petty was on Thanksgiving Day. I think he was going out to the store to get a bunch of baseball mitts so his fr- his family could uh, play catch outside. And he pulled like pulls up at a traffic light and Jeff Lynn's next to him. And then they ended up hanging out and immediately they became fast friends. Uh, then uh, he, uh, then Petty got in with Harrison. They became fast friends. And it's just this really sweet story where Petty, I think, was probably pinching himself the whole time, uh, you know, would get Dylan involved and and they just they just they made great music and it's it's just such a cool story to learn uh the friendships that were that were created there. So when did you got it when did when was that did that come out? Because my understanding was George Harrison and Jeff Lynn really weren't close with Petty until that that backup uh tour you know that you're talking about for dylan you know where the tom petty took the heartbreakers for the backup band yeah i thought that's when they kind of became close 89 came out on mystery girl roy Orbison's really? 22nd studio album mystery girl in 89 yeah, i didn't realize that came out so late yeah january of 80 i know you would think that's an older song I, yeah right, right. I, I i was ignorant of that I know yeah, because they, it, it that, that like backup tour song, that you're right? talking about fish was in 87 i think okay yeah that that makes sense Interesting. Huh. It's really pretty amazing all the collaboration. I'll tell you what, that's a that's a great album, Traveling Wilburys Volume One. I mean, um, just fantastic songs on there. I mean, uh, Tweeter and the Monkey Man. You ever listen to that song by Bob Dylan? Singing that. I mean, that's a story. You want to talk about a storytelling? I'll tell you what. You, you, I'm not a big storytelling guy like we've talked about that but that's a great storytelling song yeah. dude well that's he's the master right right he's yeah. the master and that's his song on the album which is uh there's some great tunes on that but you know the the whole jeff lynn thing uh for people that aren't familiar uh, uh the lead singer and really the genius behind electra electric like orchestra uh, which i had the pleasure of seeing a couple weeks ago in, in columbus ohio um and I'll tell you what's been great with that journey with him is my son, Blake, now is really getting into classic hmm. rock. And, and Jeff Lynn is like his favorite. Like like ELO is like his favorite band right now. <laughs> and he discovered it. And he discovered it on really? his own. That's so cool. And he's, you know, and you know what's cool about it? So here's what's cool is this is something to think about from a, someone that's younger's eyes. With Spotify and, and Apple Music, they don't know greatest right, hits right. albums. So what's pretty what's cool is he's telling me songs that aren't hits, but he's looking at things objectively to what's a good song. He's not looking at a song because mm. it's a hit. He just listened to ELO and he's telling me like five, six, seven mm. songs that I wonder if they'll play this. I wonder if they'll play that. And I'm like, eh, probably not. You know, it's not a hit. But then they played some song he loved off of. They played um, if anyone knows the song, All Over the World. 
from ELO. It's on the Xanadu album. He's like, they're going to play that. And I'm like, come on, are you serious? It was the third It was the third song of the, of the concert he played all mm. over the world. No way. Which is pretty cool. You know, you're seeing, hearing an objective yeah. view on a genius. Um, but he was great, guys. 71 years old. And the only thing I'll say, guys, I know I was kind of complaining before the show, and I, I'm a, we'll get into this shortly, but, you know, he put a great show on. He played 21 songs. The guy's 71 years old. Um, you know, he ends the show before the, um, before the encore. He, he ends with Sweet Talking Woman, Telephone Line, Don't Bring Me Down, Turn to Stone, and Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> I mean, and then he comes out the roll over Beethoven yeah. with the encore, which is my favorite song in the world. But oh well. The only disappointment was they didn't play um, "Strange Magic," and I was kind of complaining about that. And 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 Blake actually made a great point. He's like, he may not have sung it because he can't get yeah. that high anymore. That's what I was going to say. He probably can't sing that song. Yeah, because it's so high. And yeah. he's telling, and my sixteen-year-old's telling me this. <laughs> And the only, and I'm like that makes total sense. And yeah. then and then the other thing was is I'll be honest. I'll tell you what, guys, we are spoiled to be growing up in a city of Detroit, Michigan. This really, we've said it before, home of rock and roll. The one disappointment I had, guys, was the crowd. In my opinion, was dead. They clapped, but I don't know, Steve. I mean, I, I don't know. I know Jeff Lynn's not just a crazy man on stage. You know, he's sitting there with his guitar. And he's got his backups and everything. Everything's really you know, organized and, but man, everyone just kind of sat the whole show. I was surprised. Have you been to a lot of shows in Columbus? Have you oh, seen yeah. that? Or was it just happened to be? Um, Cause Detroit, we're used to Detroit, man, where everyone's having a good time. I'm not saying I have to be up being dance and acting a fool, but it was just like, I felt like I was at the theater. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I lived in Columbus for over 20 years and I always said it's, it's a far cry from a music city. Um, no offense to, I have, I had, I had many good friends who love music in Columbus, but, um, I always felt Cleveland, I think Cleveland is, is, is a great rock and roll city. Uh, Cincinnati where you're, you live now, Scott, I think is better as far as, just the awareness and, really? and live shows and things. Um, it okay. seemed it, from my experience, what you with Jeff Lynn, that was a bit of an outlier. I mean, certainly I saw a lot of great rock bands in, in Columbus and people, people are getting into them and so forth. But um, so I, I never, I've never been to a Jeff Lynn show. I don't know what the, you know, what the Detroit uh, Jeff Lynn show is like, but um, I'm also not shocked. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a great city. I enjoyed living there, but but not not one that music is is high on the, I guess the priority list or or what a lot of people. Think. I mean, it was a packed house. I mean, we were in the upper level, so that's okay. That's understandable. But I mean, I've been on a lot of shows where I've been in the upper yeah. level, um, and most people are standing up having a good time. You yeah, know, what, I don't was know. That, was it at Nationwide Arena or the Schottenstein Center yeah, Nationwide yeah. Arena? Yeah. Which, which, by the way, the arena district down there is beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a fun that's a fun area. By the time it really opened, we had kids and stuff, so we weren't uh, going out and hanging out there a lot. Most of it was walking walking through um, after shows or whatever. Right. But uh, another cool thing was Dahani Harris. He opened up. Mm. Yeah, he opened for him, which is a totally different kind of music. <laughs> but anyways, mm -hmm. um, what is that? All Eastern and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, but um, they did handle with care, and they had him come out and sing um, George's part, which is cool, dude. Oh, nice! It was all yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, that's that really cool. cool, man. 
So you was it was it? I don't know if we want to start recording. I think we were done with this part. But was it was it sold out or yeah. close oh, to yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Anytime, I mean, like, I was just reading where, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw the press release, Ed Sheeran, biggest tour, grossing tour ever, and all that, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, in, in reading some of that, it was like Roger Waters, The Wall, it was one of the top, and then so was his next tour. And, like, I always wondered, like, it's when, you, when they had the band break up and the name rights and all that stuff, it seems like it'd be so hard to really draw a strong crowd, but, oh. man, clearly – well, I think last year did so well. It was the first time he came to the States in like probably 20 years. Oh, okay. So did it did really – I guess oh, it, did, okay. it was limited cities. Like Detroit, of course, was yep. on it. But I think it did really well. So he's like, we're going to do it again. Yeah. So it's pretty obvious why they did the arena, you know, if it was sold out. I mean, I get yeah. that. But, but don't you feel like – it seems to me like part of the real issue there isn't maybe Columbus, but more the fact that – He's not an arena right. artist sure. by any means, you know. Yeah. That, that's a it's a small, intimate setting is what you want to see him in. Probably right, and You're probably uh, right. You would probably really enjoy that much more than because it would be kind of awkward, I would think. I, anyways, I think it would be kind of awkward in the <laughs> arena setting. Yeah. It, you know, to was. have this yeah. type of artist. Because it is you know, a different, you know it's not a true rocker. I mean, he's got some rockers, no. but it's more chill, you know. Well, and look at, I mean, so look at the Eagles, right? Yeah, I mean, so they completely revamped their whole like set with Walsh stuff because of the arenas and the stadiums. That's a good point. They, they had to because you couldn't just sit up there and strum guitars and sing Eagle songs for two and a half hours. That's a good point. In a stadium. You need a rock song. That's a good point, dude. You know? That's and, a good and, point. And they talked about that a little That's bit. A good but yeah, point. there's just. Billy Joel talks a lot about that too, like where he kind of felt like I never dreamed that I would play in stadiums or arenas because that's just really not my kind of music. But he said he managed to like, you know, figure out a set list and and do some things and and make it make it work. Mm -hmm. And he's got enough music that he can do that. Um, and he's obviously very talented as far as, uh, you know, arranging things and, and doing that. So he was able to do it, but it, I think it's a strong point. Like, you know, there's just some music that's just not meant for certain venues. Yeah, you're right, dude. That's a good point. I mean, believe me, the show was great. Um, that was the only oh, thing. I'm sure. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, um, anything else to add, um, before we get into the album fade or anything? No, nothing for me. Okay. So here we did, and I, I want to jump in real quick because I Fader made a good point too about like you know all these both these albums thinking having not really any duds. We, you know when we did this a uh, couple weeks ago with the Def Leppard episode, Fish, you know two iconic albums, Pyromania and Hysteria. But let's face it, you know there were a couple duds on those albums. Yeah, no, no duds yeah. on Pyromania. Just for the record, no duds on Pyromania. Uh, hysteria, yes, for sure. Hysteria, though. yes. No duds on Pyromania. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, it, I don't think there's any – I think we all agree. I don't believe there's any duds on these two albums. Agreed. 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 Hey, 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 right before we get going, can I uh, just, just to add, just to connect the dots between Full Moon Fever and then the second album, Into the Great Wide Open here. Is, so Into the Great Wide, so Full Moon Fever, Petty Solo album, Into the Great Wide Open, uh, brought the Heartbreakers back in, uh, recorded an album. But with yeah. Jeff Lynn as the producer, and if you read, uh, if you read or you you know you study, P- Petty will will say he tried to 
use the same formula um, at the time, largely regretted it. Didn't think maybe it was the right move afterward, um, but uh, got it done. Uh, There's a, there's a great quote in this, this book where he says, um, uh, let me find it here really quick, where he says, instead of taking Polaroids, we were oil painting. And I, what he meant there was in reference to the way the heartbreakers had made albums in the past was that they, they, they would just go in and they would record together. And with, with Jeff Lynn on Full Moon Fever, they had played the parts individually and pasted them together. I think that's the oil painting reference there. And so that's what he he said. That's how they recorded Into the Great Wide Open. Um, from what I've read and listened to, he wasn't really crazy about the album after it came out. Uh, maybe over time, he, he learned to appreciate it a little bit more. But And I was looking, too. It only, only, quote unquote, yeah. sold two million records. Right. Um, so commercially, uh, you know, his solo album sells. I think about five. three times as was, much as five? Yeah, five. I think it was five million. Five million total. Yeah, right, right. So, and then, so it, you could argue a step, a step down. But um, uh, I, 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 it's a, it's an album I've learned to appreciate oh. uh, certainly over time. Um, I know we're not going to, we're not going to rate album uh, cover art. I would uh, put Full Moon Fever at uh, you know ten times more than Into the Great Wide Open. Personal <laughs> opinion there. Um, but uh, we're not we're not uh, critiquing album art. We're critiquing the song. So as a whole, yeah. I think Into the Great Wide Open. I know this is not the mainstream opinion, but I I think it's actually um, a more perfected version of Full Moon Fever, which mm. is mm-hmm. probably opposite mm. of mainstream thought process. Uh, a lot of people uh, think I'm that it's gonna... duplicated. But yeah, I, I, I think I that I'm gonna disagree. I don't know if I'm gonna disagree with you. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I think um, yeah, we'll get into that. You know, the other thing is real quick too, and, and I don't think we got into it too much on Van Halen and Def Leppard, which were key parts of them, really Van Halen too. But um Tom Petty, you gotta remember too, you know, for being like a classic rocker and but you know, this resurgence, it also he was huge on MTV, guys. Yeah, I mean these videos yep. we're gonna talk about, I mean, all these hits he had videos for and they were pretty good ones, but you know he was part of you know, you know uh, mainstream you know uh, rock and roll you know MTV. He was all over you know. He was. He was. So let's get into the album, guys. And this is I'm telling you what I did my own list. I'm sure you guys did too. Um, it's going to be interesting, guys. Uh, um, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any going to be any right or wrong answers here. That's why we do these things. <laughs> yeah, I think just a, just a uh, introduction. I I think. I'm almost splitting hairs like down the yep. down the whole list. I mean, like just because if I when I say that I like one yeah. over the other, it's not because I don't like the other one right. by any means. You know, <laughs> know. and there were there were times where I was going like I don't want to pick one because I don't want right. I don't want <laughs> one exactly. to, right. Yeah, Fader. I don't know if you listened to the Def Leppard episode, but we we started saying fifty one forty nine versus you know ninety ten. I don't know if there are going to be any ninety tens here, but um, yeah, that was the way we sort of tried to uh, appease ourselves when it was too hard to really choose. Yeah, it was tough. Well, here we go, guys. A little play on words here to start our opening track: Full Moon Fever, Free Fallen versus Into the Great Wide Opens opening track. Yeah. Learning to fly. We got free falling versus learning to fly. I mean, I'll let you guys go first. Um, wow. <laughs> I'll go first and I'll make it quick. I love both these songs. I saw Petty Lock twice. Uh, one time before he did Learning to Fly, he said, this is a song, I think his words were losing your innocence. It was something along mm-hmm. those lines. It, it, 
like I, I spent the whole that time listening to the song. Like, oh my gosh, I felt like I just kind of rediscovered the song through that. Um, so I, I love, I love that song. Great opening track. Um, but to be honest, this one's not really close mm-hmm. because Free Fallen is one of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, you stack it against any song, it's probably a top five song of mine all time. So when I say it's not close, Learning to Fly is a great song, but it's it's Free Fallen supersedes Petty or this era or anything for me. So I'm going Free Fallen. So we've talked about this many times before, you and I, Fish, and uh, I like Free Fallen even though some of our discussions, it may seem like I don't, <laughs> I do like the song. I think it's a great song. Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, a huge fan of, of the chorus part of it, but uh, the song is really good. I, I really like learning to fly. Uh, and that would be my choice of the two learning to fly is one of those. Uh, it's like wood always talks about, you know, one of those drive-in songs. And yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I, I always think of things like, so for me, music, it's so you know how you, like a movie has a soundtrack. Well, life has a kind of a soundtrack, right? So what's playing in the background, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and and this would be one of those songs for me that's always kind of just playing in the background. Uh, and it's every you know it's one of those ones that I just never turn off. And uh, you know, I had to go with learning to fly. Hey, really quick before you break the tie here, Wood, uh, you mentioned about MTV and totally agree with you on those points. Um, Free Fallen, that video, I can remember it, the shopping mall with a guitar on the escalator, yep. the, the the woman and the, the half pipe. I was just, oh, just so, so good. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember the Learning to Fly video. Um, yeah, I, I do. Um I do remember it. I'm I'm trying to remember, but it was it, was that his was that his first uh, release off this album? It was was yes. that his first single? It was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it have? Was it black and white with an airplane? Something like that. Mm, might have been. Might have been. Okay. Okay. Anyway, one, go one ahead. last thing for me on Free Fallen <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with Free Fallen, but the Jerry Maguire movie, like completely destroyed the song for me i I, I hate that scene i absolutely hate that scene uh you guys know what i'm talking about right where he's singing it out you know in his car just really so in the movie uh you know jerry Maguire, tom cruise you know is like i don't know he just got fired or something i can't remember the point of the movie but he's driving this he's driving in his car and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs free falling and it's it's just brutal huh. <laughs> like it just makes me so mad yeah yeah so. <laughs> that'll do that yeah that can do it yeah anyways thanks a lot Tom Cruise. you ruined this song for my friend <laughs> he didn't ruin the song it's just something i think about when i hear it okay. I try not to but well <laughs> you know um i i look at this first song the first verses here and it's not fair to have to pick already. And we're one song in. Um, I, I, I love, I've talked to you before the show. We kind of got into a little bit about, you know, lyrics versus sound. Petty's one of those for me. That's a combination because like a Def Leppard, I don't pay attention to the songs. We talked about that. Eagles are one where you, they're kind of more mellow, but you know, you know, the lyrics, I, I'm not really a lyric guy, more just hey the sound, but Petty's one where, you know a lot of the, the lyrics of a lot of his songs, even if you're just a casual fan. I mean, I was just down in um, Myrtle Beach, and we we're at a, a Mexican restaurant, and the band that's playing there is playing Free Fallen, you know? 
and, yeah. and it's just yeah. everywhere you can go. But anyways, the learn to fly version where uh, he doesn't concert and it's just more acoustic and slow. Have you heard that? Yeah, he's that about is, that so, is really good. So cool. Yeah. Um, the lyrics here are just so good. Um, and then Free Fallen, um, like Fisher says, it's not one of my top five songs, but it's one of his biggest hits ever. I didn't let Jerry Maguire, I guess, ruin it for me, but I can see how that, that could happen. <laughs> um, it's just an iconic song. And that video, you know, like while he's sitting on the roof yep. and everything, um, he just walks yeah. down, he's looking you at know, the valley and all that, you know? And yeah, the California imagery, sorry, really quick, and, you know, go back in the archives. We recorded three episodes on the Eagles with Fader, talked a lot about Hotel California. I don't know, something about me living in the Midwest, that California imagery every time got me, whether it's the mom and the papas, the Eagles, or definitely uh, with uh, with uh, with 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 Free Fall In by Petty. If I'm ever in the L.A. area, I, I see signs like, you know, Mulholland or any, you just immediately, it just gets in your head. Yeah, this, and guys, this is probably a fifty-one forty-nine for me. Um, I got to go free falling, but it's by a hair. It really is. So we'll go free falling the first song, but it's not by much, guys. Like we're splitting hairs with this one. Yeah, that'll be it's a tough one. one. Uh, the next one we got, <laughs> I won't back down versus King's Highway. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Whew. Well, you know, one thing about I Won't Back Down, it was very famous pro wrestler that used this song <laughs> as their intro, intro music. They were they were from Denver, Colorado, I think, actually, this said professional wrestler. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, actually, Sadistic Steve Fisher, two-time MWF world champion, came into Iron Man until Pyromaniac beat him up. or No, oh, Scorpion of Doom beat him up. That's how could I forget? And uh, I'm, I'm on the podcast right now with Scorpion the Doom. You connect the dots. And uh, after he turned into a good guy, started coming into the ring to I Won't Back Down. Yeah. Uh, I'll lead this. Um, gosh, they're such good. These are both good songs. I was thinking about this because I Won't Back Down. Or I'm sorry. Uh, Full Moon Fever has what what really four three or four really humongous mm-hmm. hits um i guess i guess free fall and i won't back down and then uh, running down a dream of those three i would say i won't back down is my least favorite of the the quote-unquote hits um which is not to say it's not a great song um but um ah, this is this is so hard i uh um but when it comes to King's Highway, a little bit lesser known mm-hmm. song, um, have you guys ever heard the acoustic version of this? We were just no. talking about it and learning I to have, fly. Yeah, great. Uh, oh, it's 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 better. I feel it's better than the album. In fact, um, maybe I can dig it up. When one of you is talking in this book, he talks about how he says you can play this song any way you want. Um, so King's Highway, it's a song. There's that hope, right? When it's, I'm going to pick mm-hmm. you up and yep. take you far away from trouble, my love. That's always, I'm a sucker for those types of, of lyrics. I, I, I'm i going King's Highway. Uh, you know, I don't say we'll do this with every song. I'm going to say it's 60-40 on this. Uh, love Won't Back Down. Maybe a little bit, maybe one of those songs that's overplayed that just kind of wore wore out in my in my mind uh, at some point. Um, going to go King's Highway. I'm going to jump in here real quick because I'm going to let Fader, uh, I'm already giving it away. I'm going to let Fader be the tiebreaker. Um, now that I know what fish voted, um, I love King's highway, man. It's an awesome song. <laughs> I mean, um, love it. And, uh, everything you just said, Fisher, uh, it's just, a, again, a song that's not well known, but you could say that's a hit. It's a hit. 
Um, mm. and, um, but I, I, I'm going to go, I won't back down for me. It's probably, again, it's probably my least favorite of those three hits. Um, for me, it's a little bit like wrestling nostalgia, I guess. Like I still hear mm. that song. I, I still think of wrestling and Fisher coming down the ring. I do. I mean, um, it's just, it, it, to me, it just, that, that resonates for me in the youth. I think you had a couple of these before fish where it was like nostalgia or, yeah, or uh, you know what makes sense. I think King's Highway might be a better song. <laughs> it actually might be, um, but I'm gonna go with I won't back down. Um, probably just because of the hit factor, and, and again going back to wrestling memories. Fade, so, you get the tie break this one. So I absolutely love I won't back down. Uh, it's one of those songs that's included in any one of my playlists. You know that you know that I would uh, put together. It's one. Uh, just from from high school that I love, and uh, I love the lyrics. It's right up my alley, you know. As mm-hmm. far as the lyrics go, um, it's it's just it's pretty awesome. King's Highway is such a good song. I yep. mean, oh man, oh. It, it is such a good song. I, I'm with I'm with Fish. I'm kind of a sucker for those types of lyrics as well. That kind of upbeat, uh, you know, uh, attitude. I, I love the backbeat of this song, you know, like, you know, the, the drums in this song is so good. And, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, we've talked about this before, I'm not musical, so I'm not sure that I know the right words, but I, th- I think it's the, I think they call it the changes. So I love the changes in this song, uh, mm-hmm. where it goes from like yeah. one, uh, one rhythm to another in, uh, I didn't pick this until earlier today because <laughs> it was so hard. I'm going to go with King's Highway. That's sweet, man. That's cool. Hey, uh, real quick, let me read this in King's Highway. Petty said, it works both ways, acoustic and electric. He says, I don't know where it came from, but I know I was pleased with it when I got it. It was a tricky one to record. We went through a few changes trying to get the track to sound the way we wanted, to get the right arrangement. But it came out well with Mike playing the great solo. It's really stirring with a lot of emotion in it. I think that kind of made the record happen. Well, that summarizes it so, perfectly. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. Yeah. We were kind of talking about this with ELO. If you, if you basically had me in a box for the last – 40 years and you played both of these songs and I didn't have any outside bias, I probably would take King's highway. You know, I don't know. And not that I won't back down. It's not a, it's a great song, but man, King's highway is an awesome yeah. song. It's there was just no like, doubt in my mind that I was telling, go ahead. I was say there's no doubt in my mind. I was going with, I won't back down when we first started this conversation. Really? Like, like that was one of the ones where I'm like, I don't even have to think about this one. That one is going to be one. Of, and then more yeah. and more I listen to it, the more I'm listening to it. I, was like, I really, <laughs> really like King's highway. There's no way I can, I can go against it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. All right, guys, we got a one, one tie two songs. in. the next yeah. one, we got love is a long road versus into the great wide open. Woo. You want me to go first on this one? Go for okay. it. Okay. This is almost when I think about this, this is almost like a reversal of the, the, the prior two tracks. Um when you when you think about it, in into the Great Wide Open is kind of just a, a long uh anthem, just a storytelling. I you know, that you got the you got the um the video, you got Johnny Depp. Uh yeah, who could forget that? And it's an awesome story. Right, and then another one that when you play it live, just fantastic. Um, and hey, and, and the video, don't forget the uh, the roadie named the Bart. roadie named Bart. And and I always love the the lyric had a tattoo too, 
right? <laughs> okay, I love it's that. classic I love petty. That. Yes. It is. Had a tattoo too. So, but love is a long road. It's just a rocker, man. It's just, that's a, that's almost like a King's highway, like along these songs we're going to get into. And I, 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 what Fader said earlier, I think we'll find this out as, as we continue this. Love of the Long Road is almost a song that you would find, I think, almost on Into the Great Wide Open. Um, just a rocker. But I, I, I'm going to go with Into the Great Wide Open here. Um, again, the story is fantastic. Uh, the video, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going Into the Great Wide Open here. So, so I'll jump in here, Fish, because um, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go okay. Love is a Long Road. Okay, because I, I it was, for the reasons you just said, I mean, I, I like the rocker part of it. Yep, and I and I think his, I think Petty's vocals on this song are so intense. Like, yep. like you don't yes. get mm-hmm. that he's kind mm-hmm. of a little more yes. laid back vocal, but he's really intense on yes. this song. Um, and so, so I'm going to go with uh, "Love Is a Long Road" uh, of the two. I do like "Into the Great Wide Open." It's a wonderful song, um, but it is funny, like you say that it's more like an into the great wide open song, because if that was the case and that would put me three for three on that, yes. how, which is kind of like yeah. we were talking about before, <laughs> like I kind of feel like, you know, this album is maybe a little bit, uh, you know, of an, of an improvement on full moon fever, but anyways, mm-hmm. so, so I'm going to go with love is a long road. Yeah. I love what you said. The intense vocals. I love when petty, the, uh, the, it's got that searing guitar solo at the end and that, and then, uh, Petty's kind of shouting in the background. Wow! I mean, it's just so good. Which is, uh, we could probably do a podcast just around Tom Petty as a vocalist yeah. and the different, the different things he could bring to the table. And just like you guys have both pointed out, with "Love Is a Long Road," it's just a pretty straight ahead yeah. rocker. You're th- you're saying a call ahead would. I took some notes on some of these songs. I I put in here harkens back to some of the early uh, early uh, Heartbreakers mm-hmm. albums where it's just it's just a pretty pretty much straight ahead uh, rock and roll song uh, with the exception. Well, maybe not the exception because they had some of this on earlier uh, songs in the earlier eighties and so forth. But the, the keyboard intro on the love is a long road. I, in my opinion, doesn't hold up as much as the rest of the song. And beep, 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 I, beep, love, beep, I actually beep, love beep. that part. I yeah. love it. Okay, it yeah, sets up the guitar uh, really good. I, I, I know what you're yeah. saying and I follow yeah. you because it is kind of weaker, but because of that, I think the the the, yeah. the guitar that comes after it is just even more like intense. more powerful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, I love the drums. How they were recorded on this album too. Again, I'm assuming in Campbell's garage. I forget the name of the drummer that played on most of this, but uh, we'll make it into some of this uh, in a lot of the into the Great White Open songs. I think Stan Lynch makes a difference. Yeah, Bill Jones. Thank you, thank you, and and Stan Lynch, and I, we could go. Heck, we could probably do a podcast on each Heartbreaker because I think Stan Lynch, what he brings to the Heartbreaker sound. Once they lost him, they lost a huge part of their sound. But anyway, uh, back to uh, song number three on the album, "Love Is a Long Road" from Full Moon Fever and "Into the Great Wide Open." Uh, I I'm gonna go with "Into the Great Wide wow. Open." Wow. Uh, yeah, just a great track. I, I love, love is a long road is, is a good one. I'd say this is, this is in the 55, 45, yeah. uh, maybe 60, 40, even in range for me. Um, into the great wide open. Did you guys ever get into his words right around the turn of the millennium? The, uh, the last DJ album, um, from Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was that another, Lin, was that, I was love- that another Lynn one? He produced, <clears throat> he produced one of his later ones too. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I don't know. 
No, I don't did, know. He, 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 did, pr- he did produce one of the later Petty albums. I forget which one yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, I and I, I think I, I mean, I followed all through. Uh, Echo, Tom Petty album, probably favorite album. At different certain days of the week, Echo is my favorite Petty that, album. That's a anyway, good album. Side side note there. Wildflower. Yeah, wild talk about a, Well, and it, now we're gonna get off track, too, but Mojo but, is, but, is awesome too. Yep. Yeah, so all right. Anyway. All right. So let's stay here. I let's love stay the blues here on these cover. two albums. Um, it could, the reason, sorry, but to, to why I brought up the last DJ is. Um, what he hits on in the song into the great wide open with his character development and this, um, this, uh, uh, with last DJ, I think is largely a concept album, um, into the great wide open. I would call it maybe a concept song, what I have you, but, um, I, I think there's some genius in into the great wide open, the song that we saw later on in the last DJ, um, but into the great wide open, a lot of things you said would the video, uh, so many good memories with the song I'm going with. Good. All right. Cool, guys. All right. So we got into the great wide open takes the lead. They're up 2-1 now. Another fun one here, guys. A face in the crowd versus two gunslingers. So I'll start this one if you guys want. So I like Mm -hmm. both songs, of course. (laughs) Um, But I'm I'm just going to tell you right off. I'm going to go with two gunslingers uh, of the two. the song for me is just really yep. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the lyrics of the song. Uh, not for any particular reason, not that they're deep or anything like that, but I just, I just kind of like them. And I, and I love the chorus. Like it's one of those awesome choruses to oh, sing along awesome. with. Um, it's just one of, it's, this is one of my, uh, one of my most favorite songs to sing along with, which, you know, there's a long list, but that, that is one of them. I, I, I really like facing the crowd. Um, but this was one, uh, for two gunslingers for me, that that's, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Fish, you want to go next? Right now? Oh yeah. Um, I, facing the crowd is, is probably my least favorite song on full moon Mm. fever. I know we've, we've done others of these. I kind of get caught up in this middle of the road between a ballad and a hard rock song or a rock song. And that's kind of where I find face in the crowd. This, there was a video for this, right? So I'm assuming this was a single. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, if I'm listening to the album, I'm not skipping it or anything. Uh, it's a good song, but two gunslingers, I feel the same way, uh, you described Fader. Of course, we talked to backyard wrestling. <laughs> um, we named the, the, one of our characters, the gunslinger after the song. Um, I think I, did I come uh, up with that? Wood? Did we? I, okay. It, it, I, we, what's that? <laughs> I don't know if we named him after the song. Maybe you did. Oh, okay. I did. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, that's what I was asking. I think I came up with it, and I totally got it from the song. Um, there's no reason I would have come up with it any other reason. But um, but just like you said, Fader, uh, fun song, bit silly. Um, not uh, you know, you're not going to do a dissertation on it or anything. Um, but uh, it's it's just a good song. tells uh, tells a fun little tale. Kind of takes you back to uh, the old west or something. And, uh, you know, the, the gunslingers, they went riding out of town and they were never heard from. Yep. Uh, no, I mean, the, the lyrics are fun. Uh, it's kind of cool. You know, why do we have to keep fighting? You know, it's pretty cool. They go off, yeah. they go off together. Yeah. Everyone's wondering what the heck's going on. You know, again, I actually pay attention to this song, you know, like you talk lyrically. It's awesome. It's just, it's fun. It's just got that, that same kind of theme that that album has. Love it. Yeah. It's just, it's a great. Uh, great song, man. I can't go wrong. Now, 
but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a vote for a face in the crowd here. For me, it's just a chill song. It's just got Petty's got that face in the crowd. It's just chill, you know, and I don't know. I, it's a song and just sit back and relax. And um, you, I couldn't tell you the lyrics on that one. I couldn't, I just like the sound of it. Um, I'm going to give that one a vote on this one, but it doesn't take away the fact that into the great wide open just went up three to one guys. Woo. Kind of interesting, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we, got, it we got a long ways to go, but it's very interesting the way this is panning out early. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, really, on the, on the, on one more thing on the two gunslingers, I really like uh, how they'll do some different things. Like, like I, I love how the the lyrics, you know, it's it's like one sentence, but, you know, it's like it takes him like three bars to sing yeah. it. Yeah. You, you know, like, like, you know, and the stranger told his missus that's the last one you know like i love that like how they do those things on, on yeah different song no it's awesome okay well now we're into our uh, fifth song here almost halfway through we're going running down a dream <sighs> against the dark of the sun <sighs> <laughs> you want me to start again go ahead sounds like fish yeah, are struggling yeah. go ahead all right, so this one is uh, is extremely hard. Uh, when you were talking about the whole California thing and all that, all I could think of was yeah, running down yeah. to dream, uh, be- because that's kind of what I picture like when I'm listening to the song, uh, you know, and I, you know, the whole me and Dal were singing, yeah, you know, uh, it's awesome. A little runaway, and, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's it's perfect. Uh, the song is so good. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of kept going back and forth, back and forth. Dark of the Sun. <laughs> I like Dark of the Sun a lot. Yep. Um, the the guitars on Dark of the Sun, uh, the backbeat. I love the harmonies on, on uh, in the Dark of the Sun. And that's the one I'm going to go with. Uh, oh. Actually, it's kind of painful for me to do that. But uh, because Running Down the Dream is so good. But I am going to go with the Dark of the Sun. All right. I- I'll go. I'll go. Um, this this is this is a hard one. Um, Dark of the Sun's got some. Um, boy, it's a good song. Um, yeah, and it does. It's got some mystical type thing in that California. I, I don't know. There's there's something there's something very uh, I don't know, meaningful in in the song. And I always see it as one of those songs of hope, where you know, Dark of the Sun will hey, we'll stand together as one. Like we're going to get through this. Um, so I always like that song. Running down a dream. I've been listening to both these albums a lot, and. Um, you know, I want to, I want to say, well, it was just cause it's a hit and I know it. And is it really a good song? But man, I tell you that guitar riff, um, it, it never gets old by na 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 And if you play it, mm-hmm. it's, it's no, I'm not saying I can play it like Mike Campbell, but it's not hard. It's, it's, it's one of those things where he's just, he's just, he's just going down the neck of the guitar and, but it's just so good. Um, I had two questions about this, and then I'll give my vote about uh, about running down a dream. First of all, why um, why were Tom Petty and Del Shannon in a car together listening to the Bon Jovi song "Little Runaway"? 
Bell had to be, he had to be in the car with him so he could make the barnyard noises in the Hello CD listeners portion of the album. Okay, because because I, I was so I was listening to these on on Apple Music and Spotify. I think am I crazy? When when does the what's in here? Oh, isn't that at the end of running down a dream? Does or does that lead into the Hello no. CD listeners? Is that yeah, that leads into the Hello okay. CD listener. Okay, and they've they've dropped it. Okay, okay, so that's the yeah. What's in here? I think is after. Uh, what is it after here? the apartment song? Uh, see, I don't know. Apart? No, the, no. The what's in the the creaky door? Oh, what's in here? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the intro to the buried treasure. Yeah, they use it for the intro oh, to buried yeah. treasure. Buried treasure. Okay. It's either after depending. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, that's yeah, that's but that's one of those funny quirks that probably you know realistically made me love this album even more, especially when I was younger. You know, um, uh, all that said, like both these songs, but I, I'm going to go with "Running Down a Dream." Just, just too good, too rocking, too fun okay. to not, not go there. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go real here and just talk real quick. "Running Down a Dream." Again, the, the riff there is amazing. It, it's almost a little bit old school, petty. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got it's just a rocker, and again, the video. Um, yeah, I remember just the black and white cartoon. Yep, it's funny. You guys are really yeah. into the videos yeah, for these. The video. I, I, don't, I don't even. I mean, I remember some of the videos, yeah, I remember, but like uh, Tom not, Petty, not hardly you know, any. They say rub my eyes, Tom Petty. I just remember yep. for whatever reason the cartoon eyes. He's rubbing his eyes. Yep, that's right. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Awesome song again. Um, but here's the thing. <laughs> Dark of the Sun, when you listen to this head-to-head, I mean, it's, again, Fader had said a little bit earlier on uh, Love is a Long Road, when Pet, when his voice just kind of gets, just just gets explosive, yeah. like, when he's, uh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. in the dark, when he does that, hey, yeah, 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 in the dark of the sun, that is just powerful, man. And we will stand as one in the dark. You know, it's just, it's so good, man. Uh, Man, it's a hard one. The more you listen to these songs, but I'm going to go with the classic. I'm going to go with Running Down a Dream um, and make it 3-2. But man, Dark of the Sun is a great song. Yeah. Again, it's just kind of that same style from that album. They're they're just all in that same kind of formula. But they're just all so good, and but yet different. Yeah, they're not all the same, but, but it's just that similar sound, man. Yeah, I love. Okay, so point of humility. Oh, ahead, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say point of humility here. Um, I didn't think that sounded right. The uh, what's in here thing comes. Uh, it's after out in the cold and into the great. Oh, okay, open. okay. Yeah, but anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I was I was convinced that it was at the end of Running Down the Dream, and it didn't come up on Apple Music, and I was going to uh, write Tim Cook, but uh, I'll I'll re uh, I'll revoke my my letter. So we're five songs down. What it's what's three the score, two Wade? into the Great Wide Open? <laughs> yeah, it's I love awesome. it. And now it's going to even it. get better, guys. This is going to be an yeah. Go hey, real, real quick, I wanted to say on Darker the Sun, I love what you said about the yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I never really thought about that. How good that is, and he's oh, he's so good. And 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 that's a song. If I think about it, uh, that's what the, the Heartbreakers are so good on that song. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this. The Heartbreakers. One of the things that makes them so great is what they – they're so good. All of them could just blah, just fill a song with just this amazing sounds. But it's what they leave out. I've always – especially Ben Montench, I've always felt keyboardists in a rock band are so um, 
they have to be so economic. I've always felt, especially in a band band like the Heartbreakers, and they're so good on on the song "The Dark of the Sun." It just yeah. sounds so good. Uh, well, the harmonies are underrated too. I think. Yeah. You know, and it, and yeah. it is amazing how their voices blend. It, it, it always, every time I hear Mike Campbell talk, it always amazes me, like how much he sounds like Tom Petty. You know, like when, yeah. when he talks yeah. to a degree. You know, and uh, yeah. to to get those voices to blend together, uh, they're pretty unusual voices, nonetheless. Is is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a fun one, guys. This is where it's going to get a little. We got out of the. I think we've gotten through most of the hits, like you said. Uh, the, the mainstream hits. Uh, so I think yeah. this is going to be fun to see how this shapes up at three, two. Um, we're going to go feel a whole lot better versus all or nothing. Who wants to go first? You want me to go? Okay, go. Here, here's what I want to tell you. Feel a whole lot better. Great song. When I first, when I, and I, I didn't really study it. And then I went back and studied it. Just a great song, fun song, and it. Um, when I first heard it, I'm like, this kind of sounds almost like Beatlesque, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, or I, Wilburys. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I studied. It. I don't know if you know this. It's a Birds cover. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So you oh, know, yeah. here's the thing. Great song. Um, all or nothing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah. To me, you know, think of like it, it's okay. I love the song I Want It All by Queen. This is nothing like that, but it's the same kind of like chorus. You want it all, all or nothing. I mean, just, again, in the beginning, your daddy was a sergeant mage. I mean, I'm going to tell you what, for me, even though the one-off full moon is a good tune, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it down a little bit, A, because it's a cover, and it's not him. But B, because All or Nothing is a rocking song. It's got a raw, bluesy kind of sound. I'm going Mm -hmm. this one. This one, to me, isn't really that close. This is, to me, like an 80, 20, 70, 30. As good as Feel a Whole Lot Better is, this is a landslide for me, guys. I'm going All or Nothing. You want me to go, Fish, or you want me to go? Go. Go for it. All right, so I I agree with what Wood just said. I. I love feel a whole lot better. I mean, and and the fact that it's a cover, I mean, that doesn't take away from it a whole lot, but I mean, it kind of does in, in a way, you know, but I think they did a wonderful job at it. In fact, I, I actually like this version better um, than the birds, but, I agree. Uh, I agree. but I'm going to go with all or nothing as well. Uh, just like you said, the vocals, the sound of it is like, I, I just, I, oh, it's, I can't even describe what it <laughs> is. But there's just something about the sound of it that uh that captures you and uh so so i'm gonna in, end the suspense on this one and, and go with all or nothing <laughs> just end it cut the head off the <laughs> snake right now yep well um uh, yeah so i'll read uh, i'll read this uh probably from the book and maybe tell you uh it'll maybe give away where, where i'm at as well um um uh 
for one thing, it the, the the album Full Moon Fever was too short. It had only nine songs, and the CD had become really popular, so they wanted it to be a little longer. Then I cut the Bird song, feel a whole lot better, just to make the record a little longer. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, but um, I've I've heard interviews. Maybe it was from the documentary about Gene Clark, where um, I'm not sure he always because Petty's a you know he loved the Birds, and and I certainly if you listen to Birds songs, I mean so much influence in, mm-hmm. in Petty. Uh, I'm not sure Gene Clark always appreciated in the book there that I just read. Uh, uh, Petty said how Gene Clark was very appreciative, I'm sure, because of the uh, the uh, the royalties. Um, but um, I, I've also read where Gene Clark's like, yeah, Tom Petty forgot to uh, remember that that was my song, even though he said he wrote it. Yeah, I forget what song it was. But I think he just feels that Tom Petty was such a Birds fan. Um, fun little fact here. I Until I was studying for, these, for this, I always thought that something in the air – uh, which was yeah. the other song along with Mary Jane's last dash and Graces. I always thought that was a Birds cover, but it's actually a Thunderclap Newman cover. I don't even know who Thunderclap Newman is, but it's not a Birds uh, cover. I always went through life feeling that he covered two bird songs, you know, during this period, but I guess it, it wasn't, uh, it was, it was just the one. Um, but uh, I, you guys have said uh, a lot of what I, what I feel already. Um, but I just, all or nothing, I wanted to ask this. You, you called it like a blues song, Would I, I almost wondered if, um, would you, it, it borders on like hard rock to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and isn't there some like echo in that too? Like, uh, like his voice, yes. like, I don't know, like they, it's it just kind of like he's in a tunnel, in a cool way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's yes, I agree. Well let's hey, let's credit yep. Jeff Lynn on the great he's production. All, he's a genius, man. And, I mean you can see yeah, his fingerprints yeah. are all over these albums. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Um um uh, two things on all or nothing. Uh, one is after listening to these albums, I'm sure there are other songs I'll I'll say this about uh down the road, but that might this might be my favorite Mike Campbell guitar sound uh, of hmm. any song. This, 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 his tone in that the the way he comes in on this song and then his solo, just freaking amazing. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say about uh, uh, about all or nothing, <laughs> funny memory from high school. I'm pretty sure it was going to football practice. Um, I would have been probably junior year, I guess. Uh, Brian Longcore, who we went to high school and I uh, with, uh, he and I would drive to practice together, and I was always playing this tape. And I remember the the lyric, uh, I don't mind working, but I'm scared to suffer, you know. I remember Longcore, for some reason, thought that line was hilarious. <laughs> and he would say, hey, Fish, you scared <laughs> to suffer? I don't know why that that's, that sticks with me with, these song, with this uh, song. So, hey, fun <laughs> fact on Thunderclap Newman, just, just Pete Townsend's yeah. group, or Pete Townsend formed it anyways. Oh, like pre pre the who or what? No, I, I think know. it. I don't know exactly the details behind it, but uh, uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was during like a hiatus or something. I don't know. I don't know the details. I just know that he was a part of it. Gotcha. So, Interesting. I only know that because right. of this song. The only, <laughs> you know how it is. Like you, it's you have one song that. Oh, well, what? You don't even know who that band was until that song. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. All right, we're halfway through four to two in the great wide open. Okay, we've got your. <laughs> are you surprised by that when you when you laugh? It's are you surprised by that? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of uh, at the end I'll tell you how I kind of just mapped out. I'm 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 interested okay, that okay. you guys kind of agree on some of what I thought about going into it. I mean, at first <laughs> I 
at first, I would if, if before we even listen to the albums, I think Fish kind of mentioned this. If we were at this point in the game, I would probably predict the opposite without actually studying and listening to yeah. it. I would have said it's a, it's, it's a landslide, full moon mm-hmm. fever. Yeah. Uh, but when you actually yeah. go back and listen to this, mm-hmm. this is why we do it. It's like, wow. I mean, that's why I'm kind of laughing. It's like, I wouldn't have thought this, but it's cool yeah. that you guys have kind of seen this as well. Um, the next one's going to be pretty fun. Um, You're so bad versus all the wrong reasons. <sighs> so I'll start this uh, since Fisher did the, uh, the awesome uh, cover <laughs> intro. Um, I, I like uh, all the wrong reasons. I like that. That's a good song. Um, it's a really good song. Um, but I'm just going to cut to the chase mm-hmm. here. You're so bad is so fun. <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a fun song. Uh, it's fun to sing. It's fun to listen to. Uh, you know, I, I love the. Uh, it's just this is so petty. I mean, this this song is Tom Petty written all over it. You know, I mean, uh, it, it's it just fits his persona and. Uh, I just, that's really all I can say about it. It's just so enjoyable. So I'm going to go with you. Um, so I'll jump in, let, save it for you, Fisher. Um, it, to me, this is a landslide in the other direction. You're so bad. Um, probably, it, it, it might be my favorite song on the album, honestly. It, mm. it, I mean, it's just so simple. For, for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. All, all the wrong reasons, right? No, you're so bad. Um, just like what Fader said, a fun song. And and actually, I never knew. <laughs> but this was a release and uh, kind of an interesting music video to this one, too, if anyone wants to pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'll let the audience listen to that one. But uh, watch that one. But it's kind of funny. Um, but anyways... Um, you're so bad in a landslide, even though again, all the wrong reasons. Good song, but th- this this is this to me is my unanimous, uh, no question. It might be ninety ten even. Oh wow, yeah. Well, maybe judging by YouTube, this might be I might be closest on these two. Um, I'm gonna land on you're so bad. Um, we I've I've talked about this on the podcast. It, my last uh, job, we would uh, different bands, we different people we played around with. Uh, one of the iterations of it, the the drummer was a huge Petty fan, so we had so much fun together. And um, the guy's house, we'd practice. They had a twelve string guitar, and just to piss everybody off, I would just start playing that A minor chord just to start off. You're so bad on a twelve string guitar. It's it's just it's beautiful. I mean, it's it just sucks you in. It's so good. Um, and, and then with all the just like we've said, the funny lyrics and all that stuff so i'm gonna go you're so bad let me say although all the wrong reasons that's a great tune i always wondered what it was about um petty somewhere along the way i read or listened to an interview where he at least the first verse where um they were on the road by morning trouble blew in in a cold dark wind he said it was um some of his kids uh i think his daughter's um classmates and you know they had the big house and and all that stuff and i don't know if they went bankrupt or what but uh you know so it sounds like he was just he threw it together um from some things he'd seen but um i love the whoa the harmonies on that whoa it's down they go and it kind of progresses and it's Mm -hmm. bought and sold it's just it reminds me of some of 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 uh, and I wanted to let's I want to throw this album out there. Don Henley, End of the Innocence. I know we're all huge fans of that album. Um, Stan Lynch, Mike Campbell um, collaborated with Henley, um, and I, I think both on that on the End of the Innocence album. 
uh, least least Lynch. Okay, and um, I've always felt there's some for like me and probably because my mom was listening to uh, Henley and Petty. <laughs> I'm jamming to the next song. The teaser? Top of the head. Okay. All right. All right. Great song. All the wrong reasons. I'm going. I'm going. You're so bad. All right. That was the cue on stage. Um, okay. Four three. We're gonna go. Depending on you versus too good to be true. Who wants it? Okay. I'll start this one. I'll start this one. So, uh, too good to be true. Excellent song. Um, depending on you is also a very good song. This is one of those really split in hair type ones. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, depending on you. Uh, I love the chorus on this song. Uh, not to reiterate some of the things I said before on, uh, some of the other songs, but you know, the, the, the changes, um, you know, in the background vocals yeah. on this are yeah. so good. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just really well done. And, uh, you know, I enjoy this song a little bit more than, than too good to be true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, depending on you. And again, it must be just something about the petty when he gets kind of belting out those lyrics. Like, I don't know. It's just so cool, man. Like, he just goes, ah, you know, that just belting it out before depending on you. And like you said, the background's great. And just a rocker. This is just another one of those petty rockers. Um, again, um, all or not, I mean, not all or nothing. Um, too good to be true, good song. But I'm going to go uh, depending on you. We're, we'll just close that one up. Fisher, what do you got? Yeah, clean sweep. Uh, too good to be true. I I, uh, I wrote down repetitive and a lot of cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you guys have pointed out, I, I think I, I love the lyrics to the song. To the uh, you know, baby, if you can't mm-hmm. change the world, maybe you should just change yourself. Just just flows. I'm going depending on you. Cool. All right. Well, so what's interesting is we're four four now. The last three, yeah, oh, the, the, we're four four down the down the uh, the uh, the home stretch, and um, the last three songs have been clean sweeps, opposite. You know, which is kind. Of, that's a yeah. All right, we got the apartment song versus out in the cold. Who wants to start this one out? I'll go first. Um, this one, I, I like Department Song. Um, fun little little ditty. Uh, reminds me of of two gunslingers, in, a, in, a, in a, lyrically and just how it's fun. Um, Out in the cold is a rocker and so so good. Oh, um, I had an amplifier too, so I played along from across the canyon. Guitar played through an amplifier on long delay. Just so good. Um, working boy lyrics everything um I, I like the apartment song but out in the cold is just it man it is a great great song upper echelon petty for me i'm going with out in the cold fader go ahead so before i match these two albums up like track for track uh i was really hoping that the apartment song would be matched up against one of the songs <laughs> i didn't like that I was lesser on because <laughs> I like the apartment song a lot. I, I really like everything Fisher said is really fun to listen to. I love the beat. 
Uh, it's just kind of one of those nostalgic type songs. Out in the Cold is so good, just what Fisher said. I mean, it really rocks. I I love to sing this song. This is one of those songs, and not to be hypocritical on the on the previous comment about the Jerry Maguire movie, but this is one of those songs that you just scream. You know, like I just love just singing this song and get the top of my voice. It's just such a good song. So obviously I'm going with yep. Out in the Cold. Clean sweep again, guys. Hands in my pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad yes. you mentioned. I love, love that, that part. part. Yes. You know, just yes. again, uh, just when he was, I'm out standing in a doorway. You know, just oh, just so cool. Uh, a rocker lyrics are fun. Just the way it's all arranged and everything. Um, he gets his little commentary in there. It's so cool, man. Uh, Right after that part too, the yeah. guitars are so awesome. That 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 right after that little part where he's talking yep. is so okay. good. Okay, moving on, guys. Um, it, all right, uh, all right for now. Versus you and me, we'll meet again. So I, I can start this one. So um, I'm a big fan of, of all right for now. Um, it. You know, makes me think. Makes me think of my kids. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's a great song to sing. It's uh, you know, it's very pleasing to the ear. Um, I actually thought I would go with this song, <laughs> but um, the fact that it was matched up with "You and I Will Meet Again," uh, not so much. So I went with "You and I Will Meet Again." Uh, I love the vocals on on "You and I Will Meet Again." I, I like the upbeat nature on this one, kind of like we talked about some of the other songs. Um, it's it just flows like perfectly for me, and uh, so I'm going with you Fish. and I will meet again. Um, yeah, this I'm gonna go with uh, with all right for now. It's it's um, it's a I know it's a lullaby and all that, but it's it's just a song I've always I've always liked. You and I will meet again. I like it, but um, it's uh, it's it's never been um, one of my favorites from from this album or, or petty in general. So I'll go all right for now. And Hey, real quick. I do want to say that I messed up. The amplifier playing is making some noise, not out in the cold. So my apologies for. <laughs> all right. So this is either going to, we're going to go what five, five, or it's going to take a two game lead with three to play. Right. Or no, with two to play. I could have it. We'd have a two point, two game lead two. with two to play or we're tied up. Ah, for me, it's pretty easy. You and me, you and I, I'm sorry, you and I, proper grammar, we'll meet again. Uh, when we least expect it. Yeah, uh, to me, it's 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 an easy one. Um, all right, for now, it's a good song. But man, I agree with everything Fader said. I'm going you and I, will meet again. 6-4 into the great wide open, guys. With two to play. Woo. The best we can do is a, the best full moon fever can do is tie. With the zombie zoo. Oh. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I'll, I'll go first <laughs> on this one. We, we got a mine with a heart. Oh, we got a, we got a mine with a heart of its own against making some noise. And I'm going to jump in here real quick. Uh, making some noise another rocker um this song just to me is again similar style this entire album but a different song yeah this actually surprised me too fish you'll probably relate to this um i don't know if you remember 
WWF at the time never uh, used regular music. They actually yep. made a yep. music video for Bret Hart to this song. Yeah. And yep. um, it still resonates today. But, I mean, the song was just a jamming song. I don't know if this song ever got released or why it was on that video. Because I don't know if it was an actual release song. But, man, um, awesome song. Um, I'm going to go making some noise. Fish, you go ahead on this one. Um. So, well, I, I gave a little bit away when I got some of the out in the cold. I got ahead of myself and uh, claimed some of the glory of making some noise on out in the cold. Because <laughs> um, uh, making some noise just along with out in the cold, it just gets me so excited. Making some noise is just such a cool, I mean, it's just as pure raw rock, both in the sound and Look lyrically. Look at me, mama, uh, making some noise. Get, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, you know that little breakdown at the end. Oh, it's oh, it's so good. Um, uh, mine with a heart of its own. Good song, good song. I guess if I had to uh, kind of describe the difference to me, um, uh, mine with a heart of its own is a little one-dimensional, whereas making some noise is just like man, it's all over every dimension. It's just so good, um, so fun. So gonna go with making some noise. Yeah, I'm going with making some noise as well. I mean, I, I like mine with a heart of its own, but pretty much for all the same reasons that we said on Out in the Cold. I mean, they're totally different songs, really, but uh, same exact reasons, uh, you know, that we said, just like what Fitcher said. Uh, for me, it's making some noise. Wow. All right. Our final track, Zombie Zoo versus Built to Last. Okay, I'll go first on this. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna throw you guys a little bit of a curveball. Um uh, Zombie Zoo, um, interesting song. I think one one thing I was reading, uh, I'm assuming one of one of uh, Mike Campbell's uh, with his wife, or there was another Campbell uh, credited to this song, uh, as far as uh, I think did a scream or something. But um, uh, Zombie Zoo, not the greatest petty track ever. But uh, a couple things. One, I, I looked up. I always thought it was Boris Carlisle. Uh, you, you, you look like Boris Carlyle and you don't even care. Well, I figured it out. Finally, I have, I've Googled over the years, Boris Carlyle couldn't figure it out. Well, it was actually Boris Karloff who played Frankenstein. So you look like Frankenstein and you don't even care. Um, I, I think the one thing that, that this song, I don't know if it's a contribution, but the one thing that it did was, I, I don't uh, help me understand that there's this goth culture. I don't know if it happened in LA first or whatever, but uh, I, I, I think that's what the song, that's where he got it from. Um, so um, yeah, built to last. Okay. Um, it's good song. Some great uh, harmonies, decent song, but I'm going zombie zoo. So I'll go next. Um, so I like Zombie Zoo as well. Um, I, I I really think that it doesn't get enough credit. Um, I, and I read an article that Petty actually used the words "I hate right, this song." Right, right. You know, like what, like what, you know, what, what kind of production was that, or something like that. And uh, but I, but I like it. I mean, it, it's got a nice little jingle to it, and the, you know, and the topic is is good. Um, you know, so I certainly don't turn it off or anything like that. But I actually kind of disagree with you on on built to last. I I, I like built to last um, quite a bit actually. I just I just I like that. Uh, I yeah, like the that drums. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, you yeah, know, yeah, in the yeah. in the background. Yeah. I, I really like that. Uh, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's a fun song to sing along with as well. And uh, so I'm going to go with built to last uh, between these two songs. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Zombie Zoo. I mean, 
good song. I don't think, you know, it's funny how Patty didn't like it. I mean, I don't think it's a horrible song by any means. Um, but I'm, I'm right there with fader, man. Um, <laughs> built the last, just, uh, kind of a cool way to end the album. Um, mm. just, uh, I don't know, just cool, uh, chill, like those drums. And again, it just shows again, I don't get that as we talked about before the show, I don't get that dot where I'm dissecting these songs, but it, this song's another one where it just shows the diversity of Petty and his vocals, man. Um, where he's mm. just, he just kind of, just kind of, he's mellow singing. He's hitting some high notes there. You know, the, the chorus, um, I don't know. And those drums really, really make a difference in the song. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of, he's got that sweet voice, I guess, in certain times, you know, like, I don't know. It's kind of sounds cheesy the mm-hmm. way I'm exp- explaining it, but it's just a very like <laughs> sweet voice. And that's where it comes out where he's got that rocking voice where he's just belting it out. And then he's got his goofy voice, you know, with you're so bad, but this is one where he's just kind of, I don't know, man, the vocals are great. Um, it's a great, very fitting way to end the album, I think, because there's a lot of songs in that middle album, Out in the Cold, you know, um, Two Gunslingers, you know, Making Some Noise. It's just kind of a similar song. This is just kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a ballad, but it's it's got that drum beat in the back, man. I'm, I'm going there, and uh, man, who would have thought a dominant performance by End of the Great Wide Open? Would you guys have thought this? I mean, the, it ended up eight to no. four. No. Wow! Not not ahead of time. No not way. Ahead of time, I would have thought. No that. way. I was actually nine to four in my uh, in my picks, like my personal picks. Mm. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I actually had a tie. I had six to six, and mine, which was interesting. Um, or nine to three. Sorry. Yeah. Three. So yeah, you but, you you were all over it, man. I mean, but I think you made a great point, Fader. You said I don't know how you described it. You say like into the great wide open it was almost like a polished up version of Full Moon Fever. I don't know if that's how you said it, but it was something almost similar to that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, you know, with Jeff Lynn being on both, um, you know, and in most of the Heartbreakers were on Full Moon Fever. Um, but yeah, I mean it. I've read things of, you know, people criticizing, you know, into the great wide open as being like a, like a, like a duplicate of full moon fever. But, you know, I don't agree with that. And no, I don't either. I, I actually think it's a much better album. I mean, I shouldn't say much better album. I mean, full moon fever is right in the top 10 of my favorite albums, but into the great wide open, I just like more. Another thing within the great wide open, you know, we talk about our youth and everything. Fishery. I, I do remember, you know, maybe a lot of these songs are in my mind too. Um, and again, they're all, I love them. Um, but I just remember you had that tape in your car and, and we, you know, you used to ride together to yeah. school a lot. And that this, there was a good long period where this tape was going every yeah. day for probably a couple months, dude. It may have felt like a couple months. It might've been a couple weeks, but just you got to know every song and man, it just, a, it's a fun album. You know, did you guys listen to your albums? Like while you were playing like, like Sega or, or anything like that or Nintendo? I did not. Cause that's how I got to listen to albums. Like thoroughly, like even the songs that I would skip sometimes I wouldn't skip them because that's I'd be pretty playing cool. A video game or something. No, I didn't do that. It's a great, that's cool though, man. Yeah. Cause you, you, yeah, you can't skip through it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's what I, I think of a lot of albums 
you know, like I think of video like you're talking about, but I think of, oh yeah, I was playing Bases Loaded like yeah. all the time, you know, when I listen to that album. <laughs> you know, like like the actually the one that sticks in my mind is the Cars Greatest Hits. Like I would yeah. listen to Cars Greatest Hits like over and over and over again while I'd be playing like Bases Loaded is hilarious. So it makes it cool about like today too, like we're so spoiled like with, you know, these streaming services, how you can just put any album you want on and, and just play it, you know? It's really pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad you guys have been doing this because I, I was just kind of, for the longest time, I'd just be listening to, other than like when we were talking about the Eagles, I was listening to those albums. But for the most part, I was just picking and choosing songs like on playlists that I would make up. Yeah. And probably for the last like month or so, um, not just these two albums, but like a lot of albums I've been listening to just the album, you know? Um, yeah. Like I listened to 5150 the, you know, yeah. the, the other day, uh, you know, part of that based on you guys. Um, and then I was listening to, uh, the outfields oh, wow. play deep, which is actually like one of those like classic albums in yeah. my mind, mm. like, like, like beginning to end. Awesome. Um, it's been fun to listen to the album. You know, I, I think it's kind of lost like how good it is to listen to a well put together. All right, album. guys, well, we'll wrap up. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Um, Fisher's got to take care of the dog or the baby. I don't know. Uh, any, 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 uh, any, uh, any words, uh, any parting shots here? No, this was this was very fun. Two albums, two albums that uh, we were, were meant a lot to us. Just like we've said, never. I would have never thought they it end the way it did, but um, but great fun and great hanging with you guys. Uh, and and hope we can do it again soon. Fader, appreciate you coming on, man. For your insight, any any yeah. parting shots here? Just happy that we did it in under yeah. three hours. It's good. I mean, I know we were we were probably thirty minutes into it talking about traveling Wilburys. I was getting worried, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, I think we wrapped it up pretty good. So after some editing, we might actually have like a normal podcast link. Yeah, it's no awesome. question. Thank you for asking me oh, to do this. It's it great, great to have you. And all right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate the time. Till next time, we'll see everyone at Remember When. This podcast features a song, Take the Lead, by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.